So we're here and it's Marotta Lens and I'm Nat. And I'm Cindy. And today we have the honor of interviewing an OG of the feminist movement. Mm-hmm. Her name is Fran Luck. Hi, Fran. Hi. Fran good is morning. also, good morning. Fran's also the executive producer of a feminist radio show. Fran, please do the honors and let our viewers know what this show is called. Sure. The name of the show is Joy of Resistance, Multicultural Feminist Radio at WBAI, which is listener-supported radio, and I have been producing that for 13 years. Wow. Amazing. Can you um, just kind of walk us through, let our audience know like how you got started in this or like your story, how it's tied into that? Sure. Well, um, I go back quite a ways, and uh, I was born in 1942. And I grew up in a very, uh, I think, backwards period for women. Uh, There wasn't a feminist movement at that point. And I was basically told that um, if I had ambition or creativity, I'd better keep it kind of quiet because we didn't want to outshine the boys. Of course not. God forbid. (laughs) Right? So I grew up in this very, uh, you know, so many women of my generation did, this very difficult time. And uh, later on, I had the good fortune to read The Second Sex by Simone de Beauvoir, which kind of began to open me up. Don't forget, there was no feminist movement at that point. Mm -hmm. And she was questioning the whole setup for women, certainly in European society. And uh, at another time, uh, I began to realize there was organizing going on around me. Now, one of the things that was happening was that women were getting together, and we're talking here about 1967 or so, women were getting together and doing what was called consciousness raising. Mm. And this was going on all over the country. They were talking from their experience and saying, we're tired of having these so-called experts tell us what women are. We're going to look at our own lives and figure it out for ourselves. And they would talk about things like, how do you feel about your body? Mm. and find out that that each woman who thought that she was the only one that thought she was inadequate and had a horrible body uh, was not alone. This was a much bigger problem, and therefore it was coming from the outside toward women, and it was pressing us. And they would figure things like that out just by talking to each other. And that was going on, as I said, all over the country, and that was part of what was uh, called the Women's Liberation Movement. Right. So before it was the feminist yeah, movement, that, it was the Women's Liberation Movement. That was the first term used. You, you know, it, those words, actually, it was the Women's Liberation Movement that said, let's bring back the word feminism. Oh, okay. Be- okay, because feminism had been the word for the 19th century movement that had fought for the vote. Mm. Right? And it had been attacked. I mean, it had been downplayed, as a lot of women's history was. So they, uh, Shulamit Firestone, as a matter of fact, said, let's bring back feminism. It's a great word. Uh, So that's how that came back into play. Mm -hmm. Now, at the same time, we had the other wing of feminism, which was Betty Friedan and Now. And they were starting in about 1966, and they were mostly about... Uh, pay equity and women getting good jobs and having some rights in the workplace. Right. So 
so that was going on. But the younger generation at that time, younger than Betty Friedan, was doing this consciousness raising and bringing up all kinds of other issues, stuff that was, you know, considered, um, you know, that you didn't talk about, like abortion, Mm. like equality in the bedroom, a lot of stuff that had been off the track but was coming up in these consciousness raising sessions. Mm -hmm. So you have this big broadening of, uh, you know, what was seen as the, the struggle for uh, women's equality, women's liberation, that was going on to the more radical branch, the women's liberation movement, also known as radical feminism. Right. Mm-hmm. So, so um, all of this is sort of going on at once in the late 60s. And there's also a lot of stuff happening within the various movements of women of color and and, uh, black people, non-white peoples, who are also being influenced and influencing. So you have women in the Black Panthers who are fighting for equality of women within the Black Panthers. Mm -hmm. And you have women in the Young Lords Party Mm -hmm. who are a whole feminist movement unto themselves within the Young Lords Party. You have Chicana feminism. So you have this, this whole furor at the same time as you have the civil rights movement, which is actually inspiring so much of the feminist movement, okay, and the gay mm-hmm. rights movement, mm-hmm. this, this whole hothouse of movements going on in that period in the late 60s. Mm-hmm. So um, to get back to my own personal story, I was very turned on, very inspired, very, mu- very happy to find out I wasn't uh, crazy <laughs> in having these feelings yeah. of limit and anger about the role it had been assigned to me. And, uh, you know, the women's liberation movement just opened up my life as it did for so many, so many women. Let me ask you a question. So, Fran, we just, we met you, Cindy and I met you recently um, at a book club, um, at La Bruja's Club in the Lower East Side, which is a place you call home for a long time now, right? Um, Yes. And you, you mentioned seeing these young faces, these new faces, mm-hmm. you know, and almost seeing this second feminist movement happening in your, front of your eyes. And it, you know, it made you happy. I remember you smiling and being very happy to see young women of all colors and all backgrounds all of a sudden having the same conversation that you've been having for a very long time now, you know? Yes. Tell me a little bit about how that made you feel and why you feel like it's happening all over again mm-hmm. in a big way. Ah, uh, this, is, this is an interesting question. Um, I'm not sure of the roots of all of why it's happening all over again, but I know I would say it's a resurgence of the feminist movement. Right. Um, I think I think we're really still in that first big wave uh, that came in the modern feminist movement from the 60s, but I think um, the feminist movement is attacked constantly. And we had a, a lot of what is called backlash in the 80s, where um, feminists were being shamed, and there were all these articles about how feminists Shame. weren't going to find... That word, yeah. it's like, that's, I feel like that's the mean word in all this feminist yeah. thing. It's shame. I hate yeah. it. <laughs> it's it's tied yeah, it, to so many things, too. Yeah, I agree. So a lot of, there were a lot of articles like, oh, feminists aren't going to be able to get husbands. Studies prove that, you know, this mitigates against getting husbands. And there were all these Oh, attacks. my gosh. Fran, you can't see <laughs> you me, know? but I'm rolling my eyes so hard right now. Gosh. Oh, yeah. God. This is laughable yeah. now, right? But it, it was a, con- a real conversation. It at was one a point. serious concern yeah. for society that women were starting to become more liberated and That's more outspoken right. and want more and want equality. That's right. 
Yes, exactly. I, you know, I wish I could say it was a thing of the past. I should really ask you that. But my impression is that I still read a lot of articles about women sweating it about showing how smart they are because it will turn off the men who somehow have to always, you know, have their egos massaged. Oh, yeah. Do, do, do you see any of that? Um, I mean, honestly, Fran, I think that it exists still. I think it's yeah. very dependent of your community and the environments that you put yourself in. I mean, I consider my husband a feminist. And he was there at at the book club where you were, and yes. you know, and he's and he's this man who's a empowering woman, but he's got his days where the machista comes out in him, and I think it's just so innate at this point, and so it's become normal, especially when you're from a Latino culture. And that's from that perspective, I could really that's reason so with true. and understand because I grew up in this Latino culture where machismo, machismo is very prominent and prevalent within most families, yep. to be honest. I'd say not just because you're an educated one or not. I think it's just a cultural thing. So for him, he's very progressive and super educated. And even then, there's a little bit of that comes out once in a while. And you know where I massage his ego friend? Behind closed doors <laughs> in the bedroom. <laughs> no, it's so true. I actually because have aside a very from that, friend. I'm not I'm not open to massaging his ego. That's why I say that. Like yeah. it, this is very much about your we're equals and we're gonna be res- respect and honor one another as equals. And that's what I believe true feminism is about. Feminism only yeah. even came about was because man tried to put down woman. If that never ever happened, same thing as a gay, you know, the gay um the gay rights and all the LGBT community came about not because it was okay. It was because people went against it so badly and were so dishonorable to them that they had to create a movement to support one another. And that's what Mm -hmm. women came up with the feminists. They didn't want it to be a feminist. They just realized, okay, we have to, you know, and now we're going to do it. And now it's going to be called something, you know, but exactly. But Mm -hmm. ultimately it, it exists still to your point. It still exists, unfortunately. Yeah. 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 That's right. So, and it's amazing you, how how these things have long lives, and and we it's like putting out fires all the time. It's help. just amazing, but it's true. Exactly. So, did someone else want to say something? Yeah, it's me, Cindy okay. Fran. I wanted to ask you a okay. question. Like, what motivated you to call your show like you know multicultural? Mm-hmm. Like, what kind of opened that up? Because you've kind of been like, as we said before, like an OG in this movement, and right. I feel like it's only now given some research and readings and things that I've been doing that everyone's kind of like opening this up to like all kinds of women, like multicultural, diverse, intersectionality. So what made you want to do that from the get with the show? Um, I realized that um, I had to open it up. Uh, I am a white woman and I realized that um, white women, um, I don't think uh, necessarily out of racism, but out of the, the different struggles that different women had to contend with it turned out that white women were um, some of the main propellers of the feminist movement in the early days, although Mm -hmm. I have to say there was significant leadership from black women also, which is not as well known. But anyway, anyway, I realized that in order to to have a feminism that really, um, to get to the root of it, we are not going to succeed unless all women. There you go. um, There you go. The OG has said the word. It's it's three letters. It's all. A-L-L. Because there's intersectional feminism, right? Mm -hmm. Yes. And the key to all of this is like, recognizing I think all those struggles that like, that all women go that through all types of women go all through. types of women mm-hmm. and at the end of the day kind that's of still right. being inclusive right and that's so difficult so like how do you how do you like break that down for you yeah. know newcomers and like people that have been kind of leaders of of the movement that you've been a part of for so long 
yes, I, I, I totally agree. And I realized that I myself, coming from a, a situation where most of the feminists I knew were white, had to open my ears and had to have guests on and had to have co-producers where I could get them who would open up that show. And that we could, you know, really explore what we have in common and in some ways what we don't have in common and mm. get more clarity. So that's been part of the mission of the show, definitely. Um, and, you know, what can I say? I, I didn't mention that there was significant feminist activity going on in the Student Nonviolent Coordinating Committee, right, in the civil rights movement, mm -hmm. where both white women and black women were raising issues about how women were limited within that movement, doing, uh, for instance, being asked to do secretarial work as opposed to some of the more dangerous organizing work, which women were also doing, right. but were not necessarily getting credit for. So there was, you know, there... Uh, we need all of us, and uh, I think that studies show at this point, I know that studies show at this point that you will actually find a larger percentage of black women saying we need a strong feminist movement than white women. Well, like, I'll tell you why that ha that's feminist. happening because that's happening because there is still a lot of racism, you know, and that's the intersectional feminism thing where like a lot of black women still feel like they're competing for a space before it was with men. Now it's also with white women. You know, yeah. and just stats show that white women are hired before a black Latino or woman of color is hired, sure. unfortunately. So I think that's why now it's like the old women are like, okay, we understand this feminist movement, but now we're, we're starting to go in deeper and understanding that there's different layers of feminism. Mm. And one of them is that, yes, there's still women that are, are black, like Wanda Sykes, the comedian also mentioned on a show, you know, when she was on a, on a, on a radio show podcast with two white men that she's black gay and a woman so she's got the trifecta of three things that go against her in society till this day um so i think it's just different layers of feminism but to your point if we all decide to come together as as one and we all look at each woman as the same and equal we will then start to make this movement more impactful in the new age in my opinion yeah i could not agree more so um i wanted to just mention that that the sort of the culmination of all this activity uh, legally uh, was in some very important pieces of legislation. Uh, the two major ones were Roe versus Wade in 1973 mm -hmm. and uh, the Title IX, which is equality in all forms of education, including right. sports, in mm -hmm. 1972. So that's, that's the way it works. You know, it starts at the grassroots and it filters up and filters up, and then the politicians get a hold of it and... Mm -hmm. <laughs> You know, for better and for and they, worse. And they put it through it the shredder. A little. They put it, it through the shredder water. sometimes. Yeah. It goes through the shredder. It gets watered down. And to please everyone, you get some kind of middle-of-the-road legislation, yeah. which many people think Roe versus Wade is because you still don't have the complete autonomy of the woman. And there is still a lot of limitations on, on the right to abortion. Right. Mm -hmm. Plus, of course, it's not accessible because we, we have the Hyde Amendment. Right, which says that women on Medicaid can uh, Medicaid will not pay for abortions, and that's a significant barrier. I mean, we um, recently we had states come. revoke abortion again, like legal from we, their state. I mean, it's just we're we, almost going backwards in history. We, yes. Oh, did you hear what happened in Ohio? No, what Fran? I'm sure you which, heard about about like um 
And them counting abortion as like murder. Oh yes, yes, oh yes, yes. NPR. God. I heard that. I was That's, like, what year is it? Let me go check my calendar. <laughs> like, what but is that? We have. It's a revolution. We've had <gasps> literally thousands of restrictions on abortions. If you count what's going on in all the states in the mm-hmm. last five or six years, and it's escalating. That is right. And and it is a big part of the backlash, and it is horrendous. We just had a significant Supreme Court decision, as you know, that uh, basically said, no, you can't keep saying that restricting abortion is for women's protection. That doesn't hold up. So that's a little bit of a pushback that if that's, we're If getting. that's the case, they should remove plastic surgery as well, right? <laughs> That'll be the day. (laughs) Like remove all this stomach and get a new nose and look like a different person. But God forbid you have a choice with like a living creature in your own body, Mm -hmm. you know? I mean, but we could go on with for hours. We could go on and on. I, guess, I think the point think, you're making yeah. is that we are still, we are in the midst of it and we are dealing with a very serious backlash. Yes. Yeah. And, and we have to take it seriously, right? Like the yes. same way that people are taking this Trump and Clinton. I've never seen in my existence, um, you know, so much care for any political president in this country, honestly. Um, and this is the year and this is probably very historical, but it's like for once people are talking so much about this political race. Why? Because there's a woman and there's this extremist a conservative Republican man. Yeah. You That's know? right. So extreme that it's brought up a lot That's what it is. of it's racism extre- issues it, in right. our country that we really, I don't think we realize were there. That's why I'm thankful to Trump and Hillary. Like both. And Bernie, you know, for that matter. Because that man, com- that man brought up a whole other conversation. But it's because I feel like humans as a whole in the United States of America are uniting to have a conversation. Whether or not we agree with one another mm-hmm. is different, but we're having the conversation. We're engaging with one another. And po- politics never brought so many races and ages and diversities together the way this particular race That's right. is so bringing true. people together. So I actually, I'm looking at this from a, a rose lens. I'm like, mm-hmm. this is actually a good thing for humanity. Oh my god! In a very fucked up way. So true, <laughs> Fran. You know what? Well, I would if love? we manage, if we manage to dodge the bullet of the right, 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 that's which right. would be a, t- a disaster <sighs> for right. all of, all of the aforementioned groups. That is right. Uh, yeah, mm-hmm. uh, and what he represents is not going away, mm-hmm. and that's part of go. the backlash that we're dealing with right on every level. So. I, I agree with you that it's a, if it raises consciousness, it's good, no. but it's a very dangerous situation, too. So, um, yeah, I'm not a, a total fan of Hillary Clinton, but I do think that of the two, there is no choice. Of course. And uh, I also think that she's going to be pretty good, as good as you can be in this capitalist society on feminist issues, mm-hmm. which I appreciate. Um, she always has no Trump, choice. She has no choice to be has, a, thank you. a forward oh thinker. If she, if she doesn't get the woman vote, oh. she's like a goner. She knows that. This is not the That's time right. to be That's thinking right. backwards. They will oh. eat her alive. Oh, yes. Every woman Absolutely. in office will come at her. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Right. So, but, so we're going to have to have a, another reason to have a movement is to make sure that she gives us what she has promised and more. Of course. And. You know, so it's not over if she becomes president. Yeah. You know, I'm I'm a great proponent of getting out there and fighting and joining movements, and that's part of what our show is about. Also, we try to let people know what's happening uh, and what they can plug into, uh, because if we're not active, these conservatives will eat us alive, and yeah. that's that's the long and short of it. You know, mm-hmm. and w- just to finish that that thought. Knowing our history, this is where that comes in, because we why should we reinvent the wheel? You know, when we when we um, can look at history and learn some lessons, 
Um, we just had Phyllis Schlafly uh, leaving us, and Schlafly was a huge center of anti-feminism and managed to almost single-handedly defeat the Equal Rights Amendment in the 80s. So we need to learn from that. We need to learn why those fears of conservative women can be stirred up that way, to think that the Equal Rights Amendment will harm them when there's no evidence for that. And, you know, we need to just look at our history to understand where we're at now because we're still dealing with those same forces. As a, yeah. an expert, as a feminist, as someone that's been doing this for a while, talking to many different kinds of women, like the word feminist is still has a negative connotation, especially for a lot of uh, minorities in, in urban neighborhoods. And I wonder, like, what you would say to a Latina, 16, 17 years old, growing up in a in a town like this that hears the word feminist and thinks, oh, it's a man hater or no, I, I, uh, I or like a lesbian, the, like yeah, or a lesbian. lesbians only. Yeah. Lesbians or she's burning yeah. her bra, which I say I have a lot of bras to burn. I don't <laughs> care. I'll do it. But what, I mean, that still has a negative connotation. I know because I, I talk to a lot of younger girls and there's a lot of mentorship in my life. So how do I, how do I, how, what would you say in that effort? And, and to kind of break down that, like, misconception because it's it's still very prevalent in urban communities you know it's not a negative word and it doesn't mean you're a yeah, man we want hater. feminists to be like like a yeah. word like love yeah like it's positive it's good you're a feminist yeah. like you should be you could be a man a woman you know you could be any gender or sex right any background like right. you should embrace feminism because it's actually about acceptance and love yeah right and I'll, and I'll give you an example Fran so I, I spoke to a young girl who's 17 out of this neighborhood and she said I don't know if I'd like to be a feminist because I really like when a man opens the door for me I think that's really nice ah. and I said okay so now I know what I'm working with here so like what what would you say to that so they think feminism is limited yes they ah. think it's and I was like you know what I'm just giving you a heads up I had opened the door I would for a man or a woman, it's just being kind to another human being. So I think that made her think a little bit, but at the same time, I wasn't even prepared to have that conversation. Yeah, so yeah. that's I why I want to ask I you, like, you, what would you say to I, a young girl like that? I think you're asking a core question. I wish I had like the answer to it. <laughs> uh, sure you know, the, uh, for, just for the audience, you know, the word feminist, there's been a, a conscious campaign against the word feminist. It's been going on almost since the beginning of the second wave of the women's movement. And Phyllis Lavely, who just died, you know, she was uh, a core person in that. So, you know, it's no Rest wonder that a new generations hear feminist and they hear, oh, you know, that's a man hater, that's an ugly woman, and all that, all that ridiculous propaganda. And um, it, they also know that when they act like a feminist or talk about it, they get a lot of disapproval, particularly from the men around them. Right. And of course, the young women who, you know, they want to, you know, be popular. And they want to know they they can uh, men like them. So they. That bothers them a lot. So that's you're working against that, and I think what you have to do is let them know, find ways of letting them know that this is in their interest, and that you know, do they want to have, um, you know, be able to get a good job? Do they want equal pay? Um, you know, do they think you can have love and have an equal relationship? And isn't that better than if one party is being suppressed? Usually, the woman. Yes. You know, etc. Um, I think you have to appeal to people where they're at. And I also think that just by being an example yourself, that you can be a feminist and you can have a good personal life. 
and that it's um, a noble struggle to work for equality and liberation. It's something that enriches you. There are there are many many arguments. I think that what you are doing just with this podcast is is part of uh, you know that struggle, and and also what I'm doing with the radio show, we're trying to show what feminism actually is, and not the beating up that it's taken. Mm-hmm. Right, right, right. That's amazing, Fran. See, you thought you didn't even have the answer, Fran, but there it is. But I think you had a very good but answer. But there it is, Fran. You she knew more than you gave yourself credit for. No, thank you for that because I, <laughs> you know, um, you know, it's, we want to empower women of all ages, especially the ones yeah, coming on up. A, so that's important. It's such a tough question. It's such a tough question. I think we actually this would be a great uh, topic for a consciousness raising for a bunch of uh, us to get together and maybe brainstorm ideas. Right. And talk about our experiences in talking to those young women who ha- just have the negative images of feminism. We need to do more work in that. So I'm really glad you raised that. Yeah, and I think some of it is like working with the with teaching the male counterparts um, what true feminism is, because a lot of this propaganda comes from that for sure perspective, and it's you know one sided yeah. and it's biased and it's not accurate. So. But thank yeah. you, Fran. I appreciate your your response to Cindy's question, and um, and we want to ask you one last question before we leave. And okay. you know, it's it's kind of, I think it's a little odd to you, but for most Latinas in the hood, this is like so common. Which is like, how do you tap into your inner bruja? And inner bruja we refer to as your intuition. Mm-hmm. It doesn't have to be. You know, it's not about being a woman or a man. It's about tapping into your intuition. And that is tapping into your inner bruja for us. That's kind of what we coined okay. that term. Um, so we just want to know, is there is there a way that you tap into your intuition or are you in tune with your intuition? Do you understand it? Do you, do you believe in it? I think that I think that being in touch with your your deepest sense of things in the society that's bombarding you constantly with messages that serve other people, right, and mm-hmm. corporations and whatnot. I think that's a very uh, it's the, the work of all of our lives, and that include that is female and male. Uh, Okay, so I don't, um, you know, so that's how I think about it. And in terms of, you know, the strength that comes from um, tapping into your real sense of things, I think that uh, for me, it's knowing that I'm part of some kind of historical line of events and that I am contributing to it. That is like a very, very deep source of my inspiration. But I'm afraid I just can't answer it in terms of like female intu- intuition per se. Um, I tend to think that the breakup in Western society of sort of like, you know, men are logical and women are intuitive. I tend to think that works against us, mm. uh, you know, because we have to actually, we've been given such a bad rap as women that we can't be logical and we can't be rational, which is of course mm-hmm. nonsense. Right. D- that, you know, I think we, we do best when we don't get into those kind of breakups. So I'm, you know, I'm not sure I can answer your question any better than that. Okay. Well, agree to disagree, Fran. But I do like, okay. I do appreciate your answer. <laughs> um, well, I, I actually want to say one other thing. I do yeah. love the concept of the bruja and of the witch in general, because I think witches were very strong and very political women right. who... Yes. You know, we're attacked precisely for that. That's right. So mm-hmm. I, I like the imagery, and uh, yes, it is powerful. So, you know, well, well, you know, more power to it, okay? 
Absolutely. And more power to anyone who really stands up to your point to be noble is to really fight for for human rights, human acceptance. And that falls under different categories, whether you want to call it feminism or, you know, the, the gay rights movement. Ultimately, anyone fighting for equality amongst humans and and goodness, I think it's a noble thing. So we appreciate you, Fran. Um, thank you for calling in today. And good luck tonight on the show, which will be going live. I'm, yes. I'm a tech person, so I'll be on WBAI.org streaming your show tonight. That's right. All right. Thank you okay. so much, Fran. Your insight was thank, thank so you. necessary Thank you, thank and you awesome. for the wonderful show. I can't wait to hear it. Yes. Uh, we, to, we will keep you posted. And, and by that. the way, I just want to correct something. When we started, you're like, oh, good morning. And then you made us look like alcoholics because we just poured our first drink. <laughs> and it was already technically good afternoon, Fran. I just want to make that clear it's to the five viewers. five o'clock somewhere, Fran. <laughs> Hopefully next time you can come back on the show and actually come and if have us like in person. Okay, this is off the record. If you would like me to just say good afternoon, I'd be happy to do that. You can edit that in because no, I know how that works. No, it's okay. Don't worry about We're it. We'll actually, take care of it we'll, on we'll our end. We'll take care end. of it. You'll, you'll find that comic girl. But thank you, Fran. Good luck tonight. And thank you thank for... Thank you so much for, the, for, you, for what you're doing. Of course. Okay, no, and, we'll thank you, and thank you for showing love to young women um, because we need more... Um, older women with with more wisdom and experience to come and be I don't like to put this on your shoulders but be like somewhat of a mentor to us a younger generation of feminists who really are fighting for the same cause but that's sometimes right. are not seen eye to eye because of age which I think is ridiculous um, so that's a whole Thank other you. intersectional feminist conversation we'll have it is oh, but, that's like, gotta be part two friend but if you're 80 yeah. and I'm 10 like I don't care lady Come teach me. Exactly. You know what I mean? Like, Thank that's you. the way I feel Thank about life. So we got to pay for it forward. That. Thank mm-hmm. you so much for saying that because it sometimes pains me that the continuity that we can learn, that we build upon with the generation that came before, which is the way we're going to win, you know, that that is being lost in this intergenerational, uh, you know, separation. So I so appreciate that you are saying that. Thank you, Fran Luck from WBAI radio show. And mm-hmm. Fran, if you could give us that full name of your radio show. Yes, please. The name of the show is Joy of Resistance, Multicultural Feminist Radio at WBAI. And starting on September 18th, we will be on at 6 p.m. on Sundays, 99.5 FM in the tri-state area and streaming live at WBAI.org. Thank you. Did you get that? You got that? Wonderful. You got thank that? you so much, Fran. Okay, well, thank you. And I'm Nat. And I'm Cindy. And it's Marotta Lens. Peace. Bye-bye.